It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, as we've already mentioned this morning with the centenary commemoration of the death of General Michael Collins taking place next Sunday at the monument in Bailenham Law, it's timely for us this morning to talk a little bit about the big fella. Joining me is Tim Crowley and Tim runs the Michael Collins Centre in uh, Clonakilty. Good morning to you, Tim. Good morning, Patricia. How are you getting on? I'm, I'm doing well and you're very welcome to the programme. I suppose, firstly, you tell me your own family connections. You're directly related to Michael Collins. Well, as we say, we share a drop in, a drop in of common blood um, after, after 100 years, after stretching out a bit. Um, I suppose my, um, the best way to explain it, my great-grandmother was Marianne McCarthy and she was the second cousin of Marianne O'Brien, who was the mother of Michael Collins. Okay. So, obviously, after 100 years of stretching out a bit, but it, it, my grandmother in particular was always very proud and always talking about the connection, so um, it, it, it is there. Yeah, so you would have grown up listening to her stories? We would have, yeah, yeah. and uh, I suppose, um, you know, when I got a bit older then, I started reading up about him, um, I'm a kind of a, that's the way my brain is wired, I, I suppose I'm a historian by nature, and uh, when you start reading history books, uh, this guy jumps out at you, you know, as, a, as an extraordinary figure. So, talk to me a little bit about what you think Michael Collins, what, what, what he was doing in the days leading up to the ambush, and what, what was his mindset like, and what, what do you think was going through his mind on, say, this day a hundred years ago? Um, I, I'd say he had, from what we know about the history of the time, a mixture of feelings. Um, first of all, he was probably, he would say, would have been sad, I think, because. First of all, a great friend of his, um, um, Harry Boland, who had died on the, on the around the first of August, fighting on the anti-treaty side in the Civil War. Uh, as you probably know, he he, um, he and Collins were great friends, especially in 1917, 18, and, and all and those years. And and then, of course, they were love rivals for for Kitty Kiernan as well. And uh, we know that that had a had a, um, a tough, um, hard effect on on Michael Collins when when he heard that Harry had been killed. And then, of course, Arthur Griffith, his, his great friend who had signed the treaty with Michael Collins, um, died of a brain hemorrhage in, in Dublin about 10 days uh, before um, Michael Collins himself was, was killed here in West Cork. So from that point of view, uh, we know he wasn't in, in, in great form. But as well as that, then we think his health wasn't great. There is references to him having some kind of a flu or a cold, possibly a kidney infection as well. Uh, going around West Cork on, on, on the, the day that he was killed. People that, that met him commented that he seemed to be sniffling and coughing a bit. But then uh, on the other side, of course, the, the Civil War, from his point of view, was going well. Um, 
this was the, the 22nd of August, his final uh, journey, and the, the Civil War started two months before in Dublin on the 28th of June with the bombardment of the forecourt. So you're talking seven, eight weeks into the Civil War when he came down on his final journey. But uh, Connors' army, basically, the anti-treaty IRA, basically kind of driven down into parts of Cork and Kerry, and they'd landed troops off of ships along the south coast in, in the, the weeks prior to Collins coming down as well. So uh, to most neutral observers at the time, it looked as if the Civil War would be over, but with a Collins, with his side having won it by, by, the, by the following Christmas. But of course, after Collins was killed, then the Civil War took a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. The, the gloves came off and, and things got, got very nasty. And do you think he was close to negotiating peace? Well, there, there is, that's one of, I suppose, there's a couple of theories as to why he came down, or a couple of reasons. As commander-in-chief of the National Army, he wanted to see himself what the situation was like on the ground. We know the day before he um, was killed, he spent going around to banks in Cork City trying to um, trace anti-treaty funds to starve them of their money, as well as attacking them militarily. And then there is the theory that he was trying to negotiate um, with, or to meet anti-treaty um, officers to secretly negotiate a quick end to the civil war. Uh, now, there is a few little bits of evidence that suggest my, that might have um, been the case, but nothing really concrete from, from what I've come across over the years. Was he fearful of an ambush and that he could be, and was he fearful that he could be shot dead at any time? Um, I, I think he, he probably was, but sure, I mean, that's the type he life he led throughout the War of Independence in, in, in Dublin as well. Every day going around cycling a bicycle and he being searched at checkpoints by black and tans and, and so on. And um, so many escapes going out through skylights and roofs of houses and all this kind of carrying on. I mean, that's the kind, that's the way he was. Um, and, and, and he actually said to, um, to Kitty Kieran in one of his last letters, I hope you'll forgive me. For, the, for going around the way I am, but I, that's the way I that, that's that's the way I am, and I can't do anything else. So um, you know, he, he went through West Cork on that journey that day, and uh, he was warned by a good few people, including his own brother Johnny, over at Sam's Cross at around six o'clock that evening. Uh, for God's sake, Michael, when you get into the armoured car, don't somebody shoot you? And, and Michael turned around and he laughed and he said, he pointed to the yellow touring car here. Yeah, he said, no, this is my bus. They're not going to shoot me in my own county. Um, so you know the, the, this this man kind of um, the way he uh, his mind operated was uh, different to ordinary people, I think. And, yeah, uh, and and he t- he seemingly did say to somebody, "If we are ambushed, we'll we'll stand and fight." Yeah, the, the, that's what Emma Dalton said afterwards. The officer that was travelling around with him in the back seat that when they were coming out from Bandon, and um, that um, if we are ambushed, we, well then we we will stop and fight, and and, and seemingly quite close to Bandon that that, that um, evening. Um, Dalton noticed that Michael Collins leaned down and he picked his rifle off the floor of the car and put it up in his lap. And then, of course, when the um, when they reached Bernablau, then and the windscreen of, of the touring car was shattered and the side panels were hit with bullets. Dalton gave the order "drive like hell." He roared at the driver to keep going, and Collins countermanded. He said, "No, stop and we'll fight them." If only they had driven on. Yeah, well, the, we would meet a lot of military here in the museum from, from time to time and they say it's standard practice in any army to, um, to, to drive, drive, drive. Yeah, to yeah. An ambush. yeah. Yeah. All right, and for those, and, and many people are planning on heading to uh, West Cork this weekend to remember Michael Collins. Talk to us about the, the standout sites that people should visit, that you would recommend people should visit. Well, I suppose, um, no, no, Bairn of Law itself, I'm not too sure what it's like today, but over the last two days, they were still putting the finishing touches to the um, the memorial there. 
uh, to the new the development and 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 uh, renovation. So, but when that's open, obviously that's that's been a very important site. And the, the ambush site itself, Michael Collins's birthplace, then at um, Woodfield, um, is is a very special place. It doesn't get a huge amount of publicity, but I mean, when you walk over the you know over there, it's a memorial park if you like, and and the building at the back where he was born. And then out at the road, you have the, the footprint of the building that is, is, is a new farmhouse his mother built when he was 10. And, of course, that was burned down by the Essex Regiment during the War of Independence. And uh, I do a lot of tours. Like we've been doing them now for, as somebody pointed out to me yesterday, a quarter of a century, mm-hmm. it's hard to believe. And, and I've been over there on occasion with my own people and in Woodfield, and, and people that I didn't know have come up to me and said that they scattered the ashes of their loved ones over there. Ah. And, and I know the same thing has happened over there on the Blah as well. And um, and then you have sites, uh, you have the, the famous um, Sam's Cross up the road and the famous Four Oz pub, and Michael Collins went in there today, he, he was shot. And of course, Peter Cuban, who runs the establishment this year, has um, commissioned a new stout called the Big Fella uh, to, to, to kind of mark the, the centenary. And then you, you have the Michael Collins' mother's birthplace across the road from the pub, and you have the, the Seamus Murphy Memorial uh, there as well, which was unveiled by Tom Barry in 1965, which was remarkable because... He taken the anti-treaty side in the Civil War, and yet it was prepared all those years later to come back and uh, unveil a monument to Michael Collins. And in that day, of course, in, in 1965, one of the members of the committee up on the platform was uh, Tom Hales, who, on the day of the ambush, was the anti-treaty commander at Bern the Blanc. So you've all these amazing stories, and and then of course you have our own museum out here at Castleview, and we do three live presentations every day, and we have uh, one of the top collections in the country at this stage of memorabilia. And, personal items connected to, to Collins and outside we have a recreation of the ambush site with the military vehicles with full-size replicas and so on and then you have the Michael Collins house down in Slanakilty run by the council and you have the um, they've, they've um, recently got on loan the, some the diaries, diaries yeah, yeah. As well. yeah. so there's, there's a lot of stuff and then you have the um, uh, different sites around the town uh, you have number 25 Pierce Street there at the ladies fashion shop at the moment in Slanakilty and Michael Collins went in there um the day he was shot because he had heard two of his nieces were in there, Mary and Kitty Collins. They were 10 and 11. And they'd been sent in by Johnny, Michael's brother, early around that morning to get measured up for school uniforms. And, of course, Michael had a tremendous love of his nephews and nieces. And he stopped the convoy at around half past six in Slanakilty that evening outside of number 25 Pier Street where the girls were waiting. And Michael went into the, the shop and when one of them saw him coming, she started running around the kitchen table from him because he was always tickling them and so on. But eventually he caught her up anyway in his arms, Kitty Collins, age 10, and she was struggling and kicking. And she he was about to give her a big kiss in the cheek and she said, put me down, Uncle Michael, I'm too old to be kissed. Ah. And, and she he he, um, he died two hours later. Oh, that, she regretted that, that, I imagine, in future years. Yeah, she she was she lived to be a ripe old age, and she always had always tugged at her ha- ha- ah, heartstrings. Imagine that's what that was the last thing I said to Uncle Michael, ah, and and actually she, she wasn't would to know. The, she would become the the mother of Norwon and Mary Benatti, yeah, the two yeah, former yeah. who are very very proud of their their links to uh, Michael Collins. By the way, you mentioned the redevelopment work that's going on at uh, Bale and Blaw. Uh, what what's your feeling on what they've done? Um, to be honest, I was over there the other evening uh, with a coach, and and um, we managed to get in to look at the site. Um, I'm I'm small bit concerned about maybe the parking area has been slightly restricted there for people pulling in. 
But look, uh, I, I, we, that's something that can be tweaked afterwards and if we need no, to. We have a number of listeners pointing that out as well, uh, Jim, because, you know, the council uh, tell us that, that, you know, part of their work was the installation of additional parking. And a number of listeners are pointing out that they, who know the area well, that there's less parking. Well, I actually sent in an email to the council Did in January when I saw the plans and I was a small bit concerned about that. Um, now, uh, when looking at Kilmichael Ambush site, I think there's a lot more parking there but, uh, than what appears to be in the new design of Bayern Law. But I, I'm sure I'm sure they'll want to get this weekend over with first and of all. They can and tweak. they can tweak, yeah. There is, I looked at it the other evening, there there could be more space put um, um, at the, 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 we'll say the Bayern Law crossroads site for parking and also it, it could be extended up towards the Bandon Inn. Yeah, absolutely, well. um, absolutely. So they, they, they might have to tweak the whole thing slightly afterwards. Okay, and and what do you think Michael Collins would make of the Ireland of today? Well, uh, this one thing I would never do is try and speak for, for Michael Collins um, because he was such a complex figure and, and, and all of that. But uh, a lot of people have been asking me there over the last few days uh, what what is his legacy? And I think his legacy is this fantastic country we have. And um, I think I always ask myself the question, if he wasn't there as part of that fantastic generation that gave us our freedom, would we have what we have today? Yeah, you're right. He's a key figure. Could he have been done without? And, and, and my opinion is that he couldn't. Uh, he was just this one, one of these leaders that comes along once every thousand years in the country's history, I think. And um, I think we need to remember him this weekend, commemorate him and, and celebrate his life as well as well. And then never forget him because and, and never forget that that entire generation. I mean, even even listening to you talking about what, what he said to, to Kitty Kiernan, you know, apologising to her, this is this is my life. It's it's just so hard for us to even realise that that's the way they had to live. Yeah. They were very different con- times. Definitely. And I can concentrate the dog's life in Dublin during the War of Independence, going around from um, different houses every night and um, you know, at any moment he could be searched and so on, and, and he kept that kind of a life going for, um, you know, for a couple of years, and, and then even over in London afterwards during the treaty negotiations, he was still very concerned about his, his security, and even Sir John Lavery, who did his painting over in London, commented afterwards that while he was doing the, the painting, Michael Collins sat facing the door in Lavery's studio, and he had a gun inside in his pocket. So, um, you know... Mm. He, he paid uh, he paid uh, Michael Collins a big price for, for his country and I suppose in the end paid, paid the ultimate price yeah, and somebody else is pointing out about, it, about Michael Collins connection to the Kerry Blue uh, Terrier he wanted that to be the national dog of Ireland that's right yeah. and, and uh, there is actually a, a cup um, that the, the Irish Kennel Club have that Michael Collins presented to them in 1922 I've actually touched it I've have you? Yeah. And, and, and as well as that, we do the, the, the final journey of Michael Collins here for visitors this now and again. And there was a story that the, the evening Michael Collins was shot, he had just met Sean Hales down in the Munster Arms, you know, Dinley's hotel, hotel in Bandon, and the convoy was pulling up out of Kilbrogan Hill. And uh, Michael Collins uh, looked sideways, and there was a, a local woman, Annie O'Leary, and she was standing with a Kerry Blue Dog on a leash. And Michael Collins put his hand out over the side of the car, and he went... To the dog, and he, they drove on. So we can be fairly sure one of the last dogs he would have seen before was a Kerry Blue. Was a Kerry Blue, and that that right. is appropriate. Shane said, "Wouldn't it be lovely if they had a big screen at Bale Law on Sunday afternoon showing a speech given by the late Michael Collins?" Be it a, would. Yeah, it'd be a lovely it would. touch. It'd be a lovely touch. How busy are you at the Michael Collins Centre? 
Tim? Uh, we're, we're very, no, it's been a mixed season up to now. I, I think, you know, COVID is, still affects a lot of Irish people that went abroad this year because obviously they've been confined to base for two years. Uh, but the last couple of weeks now have been very, very busy. And um, especially the last 10 days there, it's been, um, it, I get the same vibe as, as I, we got back 20 years ago when we unveiled the statue down in Sonicilty when Liam Neeson came over. And that was a, that was a fantastic um, occasion. So this is the same sort of a feeling about it, I have to say. Okay, well, listen, it's, uh, are you, will you be in Bale Blow on, on Sunday, Tim? You will? I will, and yeah. uh, we'll all, we're also taking a coach. You now, it's fully booked out at 5 o'clock on, on Monday, the actual anniversary, mm-hmm. and we're we're heading west to Lissavard, and we're having a special mass there at half past five where in Mike Conrad's local church where he used to go to mass. We're going over to the birthplace then at Woodfield to pay our, our respects, and we're driving to Van Blah, and we'll be there at half past seven, and we're going to remain there until quarter past eight, so we'll be actually there at the time 100 years on to the wow. minute that he was shot so I'm kind of looking forward to yeah, that Yeah that's an incredible thing to do it, it really is Listen Tim I could talk to you all day you are absolutely fascinating on this uh, subject so we thank you for taking time out uh, to join us um, today uh, Good morning to you My pleasure Thank you uh, Good morning Bye bye That is uh, Tim Crowley who runs the Michael Collins uh, Centre in Dara just outside Clan Hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.